1: Hey, everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hello, and welcome to Real Vision, the Defiance Weekly Show, chowing down the juiciest morsels of crypto, DeFi, and metaverse news. I'm Robin Schmidt, and join me once again from Real Vision, Elaine Lee and the Defiance Kamila Roussa. And if you are missing a tortuously constructed opening line here, it's mainly because I spent yesterday in the sobering company of a Ukrainian film producer whose work is to funnel urgently needed supplies from wherever they are, whether it's Mexico and the US, to people on the front line in the Ukraine. And somehow, I'm just feeling a little less zappy today. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. want to be a downer, but like, just my brain has been rearranged and reorganized and given a different view on everything. There, 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 there are certain kind of reality checks that happen when you talk to people who have been in the Ukraine, have escaped the Ukraine, and are now trying to help those who are just confronted with just the most awful realities over there. So yes, I, I think, yeah, maybe we can do something with DeFi and crypto. But that is not the topic for today. It's just an excuse not to to be too flippant, I guess. So Elaine, welcome. Camilla, Welcome. Thanks, I would like Robin. to put it to I would like to put it to you that there have been stories on our radars, and I'm curious, Camilla, which has been most f- front of mind for you this week?
2: Well, I mean, this this story about Facebook slash Meta um, and their their latest um, antics in the metaverse is, has just blown my mind. Um, this came in uh, yesterday, and um, basically, it's uh, Facebook's scheme. To uh, take a profit from sales in its uh, metaverse game, um, and it's it's just so the opposite of what this uh, this new Web three ecosystem is supposed to be. So, um, summarizing uh, what's going on here is that uh, Facebook will be taking or wants to take. Um, a cut of almost 50 uh, percent from sales that happen um, in its metaverse game uh, horizon world so the fifth like that figure comes from 30 um, percent is a cut that the like headset like the uh, quest VR headsets take and then on top of that Facebook takes like 25 point something percent um and so you know it's like on the one hand, uh, you have this kind of um, blockchain-powered uh, metaverse where it's non-custodial; people are uh, in control. You're able to uh, fork code if you don't, you know, if you disagree with the fee that people are are taking, um, and. Y- Oftentimes people have direct ownership of these protocols via tokens. So it's, it's a much more empowering system. And then comes Facebook, changes its name to Meta, forces itself into this narrative. Um, and on top of all that, wants to take a 50% cut of sales uh, from something that's kind of supposed to be empowering creators. Uh, Facebook just wants to take a big kind of profit cut out of it so it's uh, just like not not surprising but still like still kind of pretty pretty mind-blowing
1: uh yeah to be fair it it was a proposal they weren't actually saying this is what we're going to do and in the blog post they say that they're testing a way for creators to sell virtual items and experiences within their worlds but i would say that that almost makes it worse that almost makes it worse like you start from well we'd like to do this but we're going to do this the thing about the oculus quest is it's a it's a very odd way of them trying to compete on a hardware basis with apple that's basically what the play was here create a hardware platform that they could then leverage to do things with and that's what they want to do here i don't know if you ever used an oculus quest they are pretty amazing but it's kind of limiting because every vr experience is, is limiting but the games on there are highly limited. There's a very limited selection. And those who are on there are paying this 30% premium. And so what they're looking at here is not, not only is Horizon Worlds going to have a very, very small number of creators actually selling uh, on, on the, in the opening phase, but they're also going to get a fairly hard, heavy chunk of money to incentivize them to actually develop there. So the, there is a bit of give and take, and the headlines are a little bit misleading. But at the same time, you just read this as you go
2: no yeah oh and that's the other thing that's the other thing they are limiting the like who can actually use this like who can actually sell this and i think it was like you need to be like 18 and based in or 18 or older and based in the us and canada so like that's the other piece that's like completely against what web 3 is supposed to be you know open and inclusive for everyone Um, facebook is taking a cut and limiting who can participate so it's
1: just, no, no, stop it. Elaine, do you have a hot take on this one?
2: <sighs> so I just
0: watched this whole story unfold and it really is hard to watch, isn't it? Obviously, crypto Twitter goes into meltdown. It sort of opens the conversation for, you know, the fight for an open metaverse continues. Um, I really have to direct you to an interview that Rao did um, and he has this whole conversation with punk Five. Two nine, which is over two and a half hours or two over two hours long. And you just got to watch it and make your own notes. You know, you go to Punk's Twitter account and this is what he has pinned. They have the money and power. You have your brains and your community. You know, we are living in a time where we find ourselves in a position to, to finally have this decentralized blockchain technology to rewrite a page in history. So content creators can really make their own decisions. So ownership is important you know, your data, your culture, your content is, is finally worth something. So what is the true value of, of your worth is worth in 2022? Is it giving up almost 50% of it? Is that the way to go? So many questions. And you're right, Robin, when you're saying, you know, this is the push for the, the new Oculus product, I have an Oculus, and I love playing the games on there. But I do think Having a marketplace for open metaverse is, is healthy. Having competition is healthy. So this is one for us to to watch. And I hope it just falls on, you know, the right side of history, so to speak, and just really look after content makers. Because, you know, making something from scratch, an original idea is not as easy as you and I both know.
1: There, there are so many pieces to this, but you just feel the weight of everything that Facebook has done and Meta now, as it's called, has always done and the difficulty they have in in sitting down together as a group and coming up with something that doesn't involve just repeating the same models that have worked for them up until now. And it must be really hard for them to mm-hmm. to shape a reality around something where it's free and it's open and they have no control. And I, I have a feeling that they won't succeed. It just feels to me like, like the younger generation are too smart and instinctively reject like Zuckerberg. He's just become the face of something. And until he's gone and they've kind of, I guess, cleaned up their act a little bit and cleaned up the optics. It's just going to be the same, same story. And, you know, I'm, I know I bring this up every week, but I'm watching my kids and I'm watching how they interact on Roblox. They love Mm. Roblox. They love it so much. And I'm like, I'm watching my daughter do a, a digital fashion show and work her way through a game, but also say, well, I need to do this and then I need to acquire this. And I go, you're already doing it. She's 10 years old. She's got this. She's got this. And she she won't care about meta. And I'm trying to, to sort of teach her that the open metaverse is we, we want to kind of push it forward is a thing. But when you say the fight for the open metaverse, I don't think it's for the open metaverse. The open metaverse is inevitable because there's too many people working on this it's what does open mean? The fight for the concept of open. Um, that's the thing that I think is really interesting. And also, I think we can talk about the fight for an open audience. Because I think more than anything else, like when you, when you look at the way Russia has managed to close off access to any kind of independent media, then you're really thinking about the audience here. So what is the audience receiving and how, how open are they to, to new ideas? I think it's a fascinating debate in front of us. And it's great that we have Meta attempting to do this because the more visible it is, the more abhorrent it is, the more people will be motivated to push in the other direction. And that can only be a, a net positive for me anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think I think that this can be a net positive for the like the crypto version of, of the metaverse, like the non-custodial version of, of the metaverse. Uh, you know, it it's just like reduces the competition from web two. Um so I guess like to like an, another point to make here is that we don't we don't need Facebook to watch out for to take care of of creators. You know I think there there are enough alternatives uh, outside of Web two uh, being creative natively in Web three, uh, which you know do empower um, creators. So yeah, it, it's like whatever, like Facebook can do what it wants. But in the end, like the real metaverse is already being uh, created outside of it.
1: Well, the, the Metaverse story and Web 2 are, are going to have to kind of duke it out. And what I'm finding fascinating at the moment is the way our next story ties all this together. Because we have the announcement by Coinbase that they're going to be producing. They call it a movie trilogy. It's going to be three animated films. And, we're, and a film can be two seconds long. It doesn't have to be 90 minutes. And I don't think it's going to be 90 minutes. But they are producing a film with some bored apes, a su- Supposedly, community-owned or community-directed uh, story. This is Coinbase. It's Bored apes. This is this is like the perfect intersection of Web two and Web three. And I'm really curious what you make of this one, Camilla.
2: Um. Okay. So I think um, a few things to to highlight here. Like one is just the absolute kind of like moon moon uh, heading rocket that board apes is on uh like it's, it's just been on a tear like one thing after the other um you know they they acquired uh, CryptoPunks. they launched apecoin um and now this announcement uh that that uh, coinbase is going to be producing a a trilogy called um, the DeGen trilogy, uh, based on the Board Ape's um, IP. So it's just like this is really becoming a such a major player in Web three and and NFTs. It, I mean, I think it's really kind of um, a a project a company to be reckoned with um, at this point. So, who who are,
1: you, who are you talking about though? You're talking about Coinbase? Or are you talking about Yuga Labs? Because Yuga Labs has nothing oh, no, to do Yuga with the Labs. film. But they have nothing to do with the film. So oh, they these...
2: are well. I guess like Board Ape's as like you know a symbol, you know, like, that, like that, they that, become the.
1: That's the confusion, yeah. right? Because uh, people will yeah. associate this with Yuga Labs. It's nothing to do with Yuga Labs. It's
2: it just like Coinbase taking the like Board Ape's IP and and running with it.
1: It's a partnership yeah. and it's a it's a marketing yeah. campaign to use the Board Ape's to drive traffic towards the Coinbase wallet, and that's very smart, you know. Yeah. You, but like it, it's just. So well, there are so many things that, that pop up for me. It's like the, the, they're asking people to write the character profile of their ape, submit it, and then that ape will then be used or could be used or voted on to be a character in the film. So that whole process has to happen. Then they say they're going to launch the first film for NFT NYC, which is in June. And I'm like counting back now. For an How animated... are you going to make it? How are you going to make it in time? In June? Time? It's, going to, it's going. to be shit. I, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not being funny. But there's yet, a but trilogy like, to, of it. But like to make to make a decent <laughs> film is hard. To make a decent animated film, is really hard. You have to get script. You have to get voice talent. All of this stuff that takes time. That's development. They do not have enough time to make a good film. They'll make a shit film. It might look great, but it's going <laughs> to be shit. And I'm gonna. I'll happily watch it with you guys in June when it launches. And we'll all have to sign up for a Coinbase wallet. And, uh, and there you go. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. Well, they, I think it's
2: pretty... They, we could do a live say... viewing party. They, they, they didn't say um, how long each clip will be. Like, it's a trilogy, but maybe it's like one minute each. So it's like, okay, like a three-minute trilogy. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Bear in mind that the shorter something gets, the harder it is for it to be good. Like, making a TV That's commercial, true. which is like 30 editing... seconds, it is extremely yeah, yeah. difficult. It's extremely yeah. difficult. No, it's going to be shit. And it's going to wait, be shit. Wait, so
0: who is behind the production of all of this? Is it Coinbase with their people? Uh, good like, question. Does,
1: good like, question. does well,
0: Coinbase even have a film
1: department? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. This is, this is wild. So just going back to one of your things that you said, Cammy, you, you missed out one of the biggest catalysts in the Bored Ape story, which is the $450 million raise. True, That's just, true, true. true. This is like, it's, it's like nearly half a billion dollars for them to go build shit. Like the and, other valuation
2: was like... Eight billion or what was it? Yeah. Somewhere up
1: there. Yeah. (laughs) Move quick. Move quick. So anyway, so so yes. So William Swan is the man that matters here. He is the director of entertainment and culture at Coinbase, which is a very strange, strange term. Entertainment and culture. Okay, fine. He was the executive vice president and head of entertainment at BBH USA. And the thing about BBH is they specialize in the intersection of advertising technology and entertainment. So he was the perfect guy to hire. So basically what they do is they monetize IP. So Coinbase okay. have hired this dude to figure out how to turn Web3 IP into something that will generate revenue for Coinbase and also drive new subscribers, new traffic, new paying customers to the platform. Let's um, bear in mind that every time you trade crypto, you pay Coinbase if you use them. And they, their fees are <gasps> <sighs> insane. <laughs> insane. So this is, this is the human that is behind all this they actually have a media arm for the film's production it's led by this guy he doesn't have a film background so i don't know what he knows about film but the quote was you can think of this as a love letter to the nft tech that has provided so much creative liberation for artists already like i'm just like oh (laughs) love letter is what they describe things that scorsese makes about you know his love for Catholicism, that's, you know, I love it. It's, 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 it's indulgent and it's, it's horrifying and it has no place in this environment. Like if they just said, listen, we're going to make a live action version of board apes and we're going to hire the rock to be in it. You'd be like, fuck yes. But this (laughs) animated, it's just, sorry, I'll say it again. It's going to be shit.
2: We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I still think, you know, this, this is like, just like, Bolstering the the whole like board apes, and even if it's not like direct like, if Yuga Labs isn't behind it, it's like raising the board apes profile even even higher. You know, it's it's just like it's crazy how much this project has achieved in in so little time. And it it you know it may as well be shit, but you know, I think it just like it's um it's a first step in something in 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 creating um creating content based off uh, nft and and I think like something else to to highlight is that you know the fact that coinbase can take this board Apes IP and do something with it is why uh, board Apes were you know it's part of the reason why board Apes were successful to begin with like the fact that they um, gave up uh, IP to NFT holders instead of uh, retaining it themselves. like that was kind of the the crucial like difference. Um, with cryptopunks, so it's like now Coinbase is putting this to work in, in a big way. So um, I think it's exciting, but you're right. like it remains to be seen whether the the actual like film is any good.
1: so the the signal to me that this would have been good is if right up front they, they would have announced the writer, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. So that's it for me. I mean, even even a director would have come secondary, but like announcing a writer would have shown me that they understand what what a film is. But I like, mean I, I see... know it's
0: talking about apes, but do we know anything about the narrative of the story? Like is it about like ooh, they sold out in seconds, but Elaine, now the journey.
1: But Elaine, we're gonna let the community write this. They're gonna they're gonna Ugh. give us the best Ugh. of their heart and their sentiment and their emotion. In other words, we won't do any of the work, we'll let you do the work, and okay. then we'll just say, yeah, but it's community-driven, so it doesn't matter if it's crap.
2: Robin, let's oh. try and uh, see how, how that works, just, like, letting our community write our, our stories and videos.
1: <laughs> I think you know. I think you know how that will go. Yeah. I think you know. We shall it's, see. It's all about <laughs> the sustained ecstasy of seven videos a week. That's, that's what it's about. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, when people step into the, the, the land that I know well, then I, then I, I feel empowered. <laughs> to be more vocal in my distaste. But that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, the, the metaverse is also obviously a key part of the Bored Ape's journey and experience. And it, the Bored Ape metaverse itself is due to launch in April. I don't know whether that's going to have been pushed back or delayed by anything that's going on in the world. But um, it's certainly something that will drive the price of ApeCoin, no doubt. Uh, we know that ApeCoin is like just integral to everything in the Ape ecosystem, and with $450 million, you can be sure they're going to be delivering a lot of stuff this year, powered by that ApeCoin. So who knows? Could be a good trade. Could be a good trade. But anyway, that's that's the icky side of things. Elaine really wanted to talk about Aku.
0: <gasps> oh, so what an exciting project coming up in the space. I mean, huge fan of Michael Johnson, obviously, um, just because his dedication of just building this whole thing together, I think um, there are seven chapters that he released and basically those chapter holders... Um, ten. ten. Oh, okay. Um, and if you collect all ten chapters, I think you're, you're qualified as a moon god or a moon goddess. <laughs> and if you hold one of these chapters for whenever it launched, you're actually uh, been rewarded with like a, a, an Akuta Mint Pass. And that Akuta Mint Pass will give you... Also, um, uh, an NFT of the brand new Akuta that uh, Micah is releasing. And I think the Akuta collection, I can't remember how many there is, but I think they're going to drop on the 22nd of April. I mean, right now, you can buy a mint pass to get one of these, but it's already over one ETH. And just watching some of the the promo video talking about the content um, and this collection is so breathtaking. It's so nice to see, like, schools you know, painting a coup on murals, kids learning about, you know, organically learning about Web3 now. And I think that is just something that this project is, the part of watching this this journey grow of this project is, is so wholesome. It's something so nice to see because you're actually seeing the how, you know, a brand new project is is genetically built on Web3. That's something really nice to watch. And I just see like Michael Johnson this week Uploading a video of himself becoming a YouTuber, going, "This is how you do the wallet." And it's just when you see the passion and and the dedication of the founder behind the project, giving so much, where he has to all of a sudden become a YouTuber as well, just to safely onboard people onto his project. It's something genuine and authentic about this that I, it feels feels good. the The ethics and the morale of it feels good.
1: Have you seen Micah? He's like Superman. He's got like this, he's an incredibly handsome man. He's a former so handsome. baseball superstar <laughs> player. He's like, and he's got this, he's got this incredibly softly spoken way of expressing himself, but he's also yeah. a great artist. I mean, it's Where's like... Where's
0: your Aku? Don't you have a model figure?
1: Yeah, I just showed it. There he is. Here oh, is. sorry. just <laughs> um,
0: dabbling on. Yeah.
1: So so this, yeah, this, this came about because Micah basically heard a, a young boy basically ask
0: his nephew
1: if, if astronauts could be black, which is a really mm. profound statement because he just yeah. didn't see anybody that was. So that the became... Time,
0: yeah, the first time I actually met Micah Johnson was through a Real Vision interview with him as well. And the first thing I said, Micah, I totally get your project. You know, my mom told me that I couldn't be ever classed as Lady Macbeth when I was doing drama in school. So he was just like, this is exactly, you know, why culture is everything when you can relate to something and and yeah so there it is i think that's just the perfect example of what you should should see every project that can be built has to be diverse has to be culture has to be you know relatable to everyday people
1: well there's there is a there's a whole streetwear and fashion collaboration going on that they announced yesterday he's Mm. collaborating with billionaire boys club with ice cream this is skateboard apparel puma footwear, upscale vandal and who decides what? And if you see the quality of the assets that they put out, uh, hello. <laughs> like, Artifact's partner, like, Nike bought Artifact, and Artifact was putting out work that was pretty much as, as detailed and as high quality as you can see. I think the Acutars are on, on a par with it. It's, it's really impressive. Uh, there will be an Accuverse. There'll be a whole Metaverse with some gamification, some web three stuff They they're just doing things in, in their own way. And it's all, you know, it's all geared around Micah's personality and his expression of his own journey in this. And it, it just, yeah, I love it. I'm a big fan. Camille, are you, are you aware of the, um, the Micah Johnson story?
2: No, no, I wasn't. Um, I'll definitely have to look into it after this. I Yeah, no, I I didn't. Wait
0: for for selfish motives. Now, can I just ask? What do I need to do to get into this whole ecosystem? Do I need to get a mint pass? Should I get a chapter? Like, how does one begin their journey with this Akutar project? Now, any suggestions,
1: anyone? Well, well, you're right. The 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 ten chapters that made up um, the Aku story, they were on Nifty Gateway, and then many of them were airdropped to holders of those chapters. There were ten of them, and getting a complete set of ten is is quite expensive. Um, we're talking yeah. like, you know, luxury sports car level expensive that create, that makes you a moon God. And if you're a moon God, you get one of the mega OG uh, avatars, acutars, Gosh. but like, you, you know, the, the acutars is 15,000 of them and you'll be able to buy them on secondary markets. But I think there's also like, yeah you don't have to buy one to be part of that experience. Just go and join the discord. And I'm sure Michael will be trying to, do as much as you can to make it not massively expensive, because as you rightly say, like the the Akutas themselves are like one and a half ETH. That's what, like five grand. That's that's out of the range of. He's like actively
0: uh, in there as well. I yeah. pop into the Discord just because I like the project. So,
2: is Akita like part of this, um, like, I don't know, cartoon series? I, like, I'm just like so lost here. I don't know what this is.
1: <laughs> you have a character. <laughs> he has IP. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: okay. And, and that's actually... Akita. That, that's, that's Aku. And the Aku Tars themselves yeah. are just variations on this with different apparel. And these streetwear brands have contributed uh, traits, but there's also one of ones where they have the complete outfit. And they're gorgeous. I mean, they're really, they represent. Is it ACU? It's AKU. AKU.
2: Okay.
1: AKU. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> and you know, Sorry, just this...
2: I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> like searching <laughs> it. I'm she, she, at it right she's now.
1: aping. She's aping live. Go 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 <laughs> go 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 <laughs> God, go 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 go. But I don't. I don't, don't want to oversell this because, like, it, it, it's there, there's always this difficult you know, thing where it's just like, what's the entry you know, point? <strike> <laughs> how do you get in? But like, I just think that the project itself is just, and I've been talking about it for months already. Like, it's. I know. It's I know. I know. I
0: know. I know. But the thing is, it's you know, even a couple of months, it was so early. I can't promise you this, but I'm going to pitch for Micah to try and come on this show.
1: I keep reaching out to Tim. I've reached out to him on, on Discord and Twitter and like we we I've been trying to try get him for months. I'm gonna try it for you. For, for, I'm, gonna
0: for it for, I'm gonna try it for you. All right.
1: Okay. All right. It it's happening. Cause I think because yeah. one of the things that okay. I know Mike is doing is is also a film. Because you know, mm-hmm. the character itself is is really kind of narrative driven. They've also done animations for these chapters that that give you a sense of the boy's story. And so, and I know they also bought the same suits that we have to do motion capture. So he's thinking on the same lines as we are, which is how do we create an in house studio where we can cinematically express ourselves through this IP that we have created? But I think what's very clear from this, this session that we're having here is that storytelling and narrative are going to be the primary drivers of token value accrual in the next five mm-hmm. years. It's pretty obvious already an IP driven entertainment driven value and that's kind of where i sit and I, I feel so conflicted about the whole thing i would like to give everything away for free honestly and uh, and let it just be out there but that's just not the way the world works unfortunately another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there you go. Um, Any other stories on your radar, you two?
0: Um, Mine is watching that pop-up restaurant. It's a bit too, it's another ape story. Do you guys want this? No. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, I mean we can yeah I mean it, it's part of the whole like taking advantage exploiting leveraging IP right and yeah there's like yeah. this birthday restaurant but like okay. similar yeah. to what Robin was saying about the film like the at least like the, totally. the photos of the food look really bad like those hamburgers do not look <laughs> appetizing at all but yeah we can, can Look like, just leave it but- because yeah.
0: very quickly it's not it's, the pop up is set up for ninety days. The restaurant is in Long Beach, California. It's called Bored and Hungry, and that's like the story of everyone's lives, right? When it talks about people's diets, and then um, you know, look, if McDonald's can team up with BTS, why not the board apes and fries? That's it. No more. Yep, yep. no Move on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, another NFT story um, is this NFT refund uh story that we oh that's in a good one yeah, uh, yeah yeah super interesting there's this new uh, standard erc 721 r for refund i guess um which if used uh, will allow nft buyers to to get refunds within um a set uh time frame so you know like i think the like the thinking behind this is there have been like so many scams on rug pulls, like projects just like running off um, with the money, not following up on any of the roadmaps. Uh, so this gives uh, buyers like some sort of safety net um, and also, and also incentivizes the project to stick around at least for the period of, uh, of when the refund is live. Um, but then there's like issues with it, like people can game it and just like mint the entire collection and and keep the rare the most rare tokens and then give everything back so yeah like maybe there are still kind of things like tweaks to be done but i think it it it's definitely a step in the right direction
1: well what i like about this is that the refund mechanism is hard coded into the, the token itself, mm-hmm. so it doesn't rely on humans to administer it. And I think that's the the interesting bit. It's it's the yeah it's the money robot just does its job. And once that has been implemented and you've signed up for that, then it just it just works. I, I'm curious how they figure out the time because it, is it is it measuring blocks or something until the timer runs down? I don't know because you can't like time on blockchains is a bit weird. Yeah. You can't just say, like, it's 14 days. That doesn't really work. You have to say how many blocks. But that's kind mm-hmm. of interesting. Um, and you're right, it can be gamed. But I think this is the, 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 an interesting kind of, um, what's the right word, whitewashing of your projects. Like any, any rug pull could still do this and then just buy the tokens themselves. I Also, as you said, there's been so many rug pulls. There really haven't, you know. Mm-hmm. Much, much more problematic in the space is just inept teams with Idiotic founders who have no sense of business, starting projects and then being completely <laughs> unqualified to to move them beyond the first sale phase. That's it's literally just as a bunch of startup idiots. I mean,
2: <laughs> there definitely have been projects where like the founders just like disappear and like the like sure. they leave the Discord. They like the Twitter is gone and like people are just like left with like these tokens and
1: but, but no as, a, as, a, as an overall percentage of how many projects there actually are. It's pretty yeah, I, 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 don't,
2: I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know like what the percentage is, but there's definitely been a few of those.
1: But it, yeah, but the, the biggest issue is that they're just idiots setting these things up yeah. and then and then just dissolving slowly into nothing because they don't know how to scale it. And yeah, we can't do anything yeah. about
2: that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I picked the story up um, from your website, and and. I think there's just an the element of feel, feeling safer with projects mm-hmm. to fall back on. Like, I'm totally screwed when I go shopping, and I lose my receipt. But this is all on the blockchain, right? So I don't have to worry about a receipt. Um, I just think, you know, that's why it's it's important to know who founders are behind these projects. You really have to do like the, the MI5 on these brand new projects. And even if there isn't enough information out there for these new whatever projects that pick up. I think knowing that you can get the mint price back from what I read, there's just a a bit of a a better trust element to projects if that's available.
1: Yeah, there there are some, there are some different ways to skin this particular cat. I actually don't think you necessarily need to know who's behind a project, but I think one of the key things is you need to know where the money went and what, and what's happened to it. And that's just treasury management and good treasury transparency that can all be done on chain pretty well. But I mean, most people have no clue. And why would they? It's, it's so new and so complicated, all of this stuff. Um, but again, there has to be an example that people can follow. And I think the more of these that come out and the more examples we get, um, the more folks we'll get, but also, you know, we'll, we'll arrive at something that kind of just about works, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, everything is a compromise at the end of the day. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. We've been NFT-heavy this week, but I think it's just inevitable. NFTs are going to be this interface point, this how crypto meets the world. And I, there was another story that actually popped up this week. I will just briefly mention it, which is a, a, comp, a project called Near Protocol launched what is effectively a competing product to Terra's UST. Um, and Terra has this anchor protocol which is the headline product on the the network where you can get a 20% fixed rate of interest on stable coins. And that is just like for me, that's the defining 20%. protocol of DeFi. That is the thing that you you can take to a person in the street and say, This is what's possible with your US dollars. And given the insane inflation at the moment, if you could say to them, you can you can actually outrun inflation, it's not a lot, but you can do it here. That's a big selling point for this space. And the problem has been that it's been on one platform, which is Terra, and there's a lot of exogenous risk around UST because it's an algorithmic stablecoin. But I think if there are more of these scattered around, you could diversify and then you could potentially build baskets of mm. uh, these 20% fixed rate of interest products across different chains. And then you've got something that might have some stability and robustness that could be really powerful and, and really actually create a DeFi product that works for everyone. And that would be exciting, so i'm I'm really curious to see how that one's gonna play out. but any yeah, last thoughts sorry any last thoughts cami
2: yeah, I mean just like briefly on on the anchor and and now this uh this near uh project um I think like the like the whole terra anchor ecosystem like doe being so vocal about buying bitcoin to like to um add to reserves for ust like that whole story has been so so fascinating for me like it, it is like such a, an attractive uh, uh point for 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 really anyone you know who wants to uh, get more return on their savings um but i would just like add a note of uh of caution here that um you know th- this really does work as long as there's like money coming in right you, you need kind of the, the the backing of of luna behind this and like you know you know, you need kind of demand to be there um i'm just like i wonder how things play out in a really kind of long protracted bear market where there's just like no not enough demand uh, to stay in these like these rates i mean i guess like then at that time like you just have to like cut rates uh, and, and that's pretty much it but um so just wanted to like add that note of caution that it's you know you, you need kind of demand to sustain that that, that uh, rate level um but yeah I think that's uh that, that, that's a good way uh, to leave it I think yeah very NFT heavy uh it's been like such a volatile year for crypto and th- for some reason like nFTs just like at least like some projects like have been really holding up uh, I think surprisingly well I amid mean, like rate increases war in Ukraine like all these headwinds for risky assets um Nfts are really kind of proving their their worth and that people really do value uh, these uh, communities and like th- this uh, sense of belonging so I think that's that's pretty
1: cool. Elaine, final thoughts?
0: Yeah,
2: NFTs in real
0: life for me. Um, I'm not part of the Border Yacht Club, um, so I need to find something that speaks to me. So I'm looking forward towards maybe something mentioning um, World of Women, uh, their gala. I don't know what that is. Maybe the new festival. Um, who knows? That's something that I'm looking forward to. And uh, I'm on the Anchorage Protocol website right now.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks, Elaine. Thanks, Kami. This is Real Vision vs. Defiance weekly tiptoe across just nft stuff might as well call it the <laughs> nft show from now on thanks so much for joining us we'll be with you at the same time sort of next week see ya <laughs> bye, bye. What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in to Real Vision Crypto. For more great crypto content like this, head over to realvision.com forward slash crypto and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.